Hello, everybody, and welcome to 100 Year Real Estate Investor. We're your host, Jake and Gino, and this is the show dedicated to long term personal financial engineering. Gino, how's it going? Jake, I'm doing great, bro. How are you doing? Always making it happen, big man. Today, I want to discuss a sensitive topic, Mr. G Dad. Whew. You want to know what I'm that sen- is? I'm a sensitive guy, so let's go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the deal owning versus renting on multiple levels. Okay. It, it comes up all the time. It's, it's a little, you know, personal, you know, financial thing that people just love to talk about. So I'll, I'll start with myself. All right. I like to own things personally. I like to own, I like to own precious metals. I own my house. I own some land. I own a ton of real estate besides that multifamily apartments. And we own this stuff, right? We, I don't rent. I even own my cars. I know a lot of people are like, Oh dude, do the lease and this and the other thing. Look, it just works for me. I like buying this stuff. I like having no personal debt and I like having long-term fixed rate debt on my multifamily assets. That's just me. I know everyone's got a different opinion on it, but there's some interesting stats to kind of show the difference in net worth uh, for folks that actually own stuff for folks that do not. So there's a survey from the Federal Reserve, and this really shows how important the 100-year mindset is, the the ability to look long-term, okay? Homeowners, okay? have 44 times more net worth than renters. That's a that's staggering, okay? Median worth of the homeowner 231,400, the renter 5200. And these are older numbers. This is the most recent survey that we found from the Fed. So that is very very telling. I know there's um your boy out there, uh, Grant Cardone, was was like famous for saying, you can't own a home. It's not an asset. Look, not going to go there, whatever the case may be. I think I just saw the guy just bought like this massive house. So look, we all can contradict ourselves, not even calling the guy out. But ultimately, we like to own things. There's a direct correlation to net worth and home ownership. And I think, it, I think it's even bigger than that because we like multiple assets. We wrote the honeybee. We like multiple streams of revenue. Show it up oh, for the folks on YouTube out there. Jake's got the little yellow uh, I got a little, shirt I got on, a little yellow so, on for the bee. And, and the honeybee is important because it does have it does allow you to think about creating multiple streams of revenue. It does allow you to create a business. It really encapsulates the 100-year mindset. For everybody listening to Jake and Gino, you're all entrepreneurs out there. You're all trying to build a business. You're all trying to create worth. I'm not here to tell you renting versus buying for your exactly. personal, for your personal, personal preference. Just sharing with you. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And I, I think renting is a tool in the toolbox, just like syndication, just like creative financing, just like owning. And it's an appropriate tool for whatever your situation you're going through. Let me give you a quick story, Jake. When I got married, my first home, I rented my mom's basement. She didn't pay any rent, but I lived downstairs for a year. It's while so I, smart. Dude, while so I smart. built my home, I had a $20 cable bill back in the day. That's the only bill I had. Every single She wasn't nickel- letting you escape that sucker. <laughs> every single nickel was going back into the house. So I built my first home with no mortgage. Then I had a million dollars in equity in that home. I sold that home. I rolled it into my next purchase because then I I built another house next to Mayapak. So my net worth was rather significant. Now, the net worth doesn't equate to cash flow, but at least I was net worth positive. I, I own that asset. That asset allowed me to actually borrow for my home equity line of credit, very similar to what we do with cash co-life policies, where you're borrowing from the cash value. I used the HELOC on my home to get into our third deal, which was completely revolutionary. If I was renting, I would have no equity in my homes and I wouldn't be able to borrow it. So for me, fast forward, I moved down to Florida. What did I do when I moved to Florida? I rented for the very first time in my life. I actually had a toolbox, baby. 
Yes, I rented for eight months because I didn't know where I wanted to land. I want to make sure I was in the right neighborhood. I, I want to make sure that I came down here. I surveyed the land. I want to make a great deal. So for me, for eight months, renting short term made a ton of sense because then when I found the home that I liked, it's more of an emotional thing. It's not It's not really an asset where you're like, hey, I'm going to cash flow. It's an asset where I felt comfortable buying. I love the neighborhood. The appreciation has been amazing for the last two years. If I had rented for the last two years, I would have lost about four or $500,000 of equity buildup because it's been gone crazy down here. I think so if you were just holding that money in cash, right? That yes. that's the importance of it. It's a it's a slight hedge against inflation, even with a, a single family resident. Yes, there's the expenses and everything go, and you can have that argument. But ultimately, you're seeing this crazy inflation, and the home values are following. So it's at least it's it's somewhat hedging uh, against the inflation that we're seeing because your your property value is increasing, right? Yeah, Jake. So let me give a couple examples of, you know, we're talking about owning versus renting. And it was very mm -hmm. similar to what we do with the 100-year mindset and the 100-year real estate investor. Term insurance versus whole life. When you're really young, you need some type of protection. When you're young and you can't afford a down payment on a home or you're transient, you're going from one market to the next, renting may make sense for you. Buying term insurance just to cover the protection may make sense for you. So think about it that way. But as you get older, you want that living benefit and that death benefit. As you get older, you do want to buy a home in a good area. And don't think of it about it one, two, three, four, five years. Think about it in decades. The average homeowner, the problem is the average homeowner only stays in their home from between five to eight years. So if you don't time the market right, you may be in trouble. But if you buy that home for the long term, you're going to be okay. Our baby boomer parents bought homes in the 70s and 80s for 22000 34000 they just sat there, paid down their $150 a month mortgage, and actually inflation took over. And that $22,000 home today is worth $500,000. Very similar to what we're talking about with whole life. But the better thing with whole life is living benefit, death benefit. You can tap into that cash value. As a 100-year real estate investor, you can borrow that cash value, go out and buy another asset. As you're buying that asset, you're, you're collecting cash flow from the asset. You're paying back the policy loan. So when that policy loan is paid off, guess what? You own two assets. That's the power of it. And I think the other thing, Jake, we don't even haven't even touched about mindset. There's a different mindset when you're a renter versus you're an owner. I own this house now. I have pride of ownership. I'm going to take care of it. I am a steward of this home. Big difference. That's the 100-year mindset. You have responsibility. You're responsible for this asset. You're going to take care of it. You're going to make sure you're going to get the most out of it. You have pride of ownership. This is my home. Whereas when I was renting, uh, you know what? That doorknob is loose. I got to fix the light bulb, let it go. And it's the truth, isn't it? I mean, like, can't wait not... to get out of this place so they can <laughs> worry about this shit, right? <laughs> yes. Big difference. And it's the same thing. I think when, you, when you're doing the term versus whole, you're paying that premium every year, whole life. It feels like an expense in the beginning. You're forced to save. But man, after 10 years, you look at that statement and go, I've built up a significant amount of cash value. It's mine. I'm not renting it. I'm not giving it back. I'm not, you know, 99% of all term policies, they expire, done. And then when you go up to re-up and you're 50 years old or 55, you number one may not be insurable. And number two, guess what? Those premiums have just shot up tremendously because you're a lot older. So this is all comes down to mindset. What you need to do for your personal financial engineering and what you need, what you want to accomplish. For Jake and myself, we want to buy appreciating assets. We want to accumulate as many assets as possible. And as in the honeybee, we want to buy complementary streams of revenue. That whole life is amazing for us because we're borrowing from that whole life. We have stability. We have cash management. We have guaranteed returns. We're not taking any risk on that money. We're pulling that money out and going out and buying another asset with that money.
It's so powerful because you let the data speak for itself. You see the, the vast difference in the majority of people that, in, in terms of net worth who own a home versus rent, okay? Tremendous difference in net worth. And then if you look at it, we're, we're talking about insurance now. If you rent, which Gino is referring to term insurance versus buying, it's, it's the same type of concept because you rent the term insurance, essentially. It expires and you're left with nothing. You buy the whole life insurance long-term. There's going to be a death benefit at the back end to benefit your heirs, whoever you want that money to go to. And, and the way that I'm using it is for trusts to make something that's you know going forward for multi-generational use. That's, that's my goal. So it's, it's a buy versus rent mentality, okay? And in the, you know, the time that you're, you buy this policy, this whole life policy, you can repurpose it. We call it the dual asset strategy to buy more assets. So you have the back end death benefit while you're still using the cash to grow your real estate portfolio. And gang, this is simple. This is personal financial engineering at its, its finest. That's what we're talking about. And ultimately for us, because we're talking like this is how we use this stuff. This is a legacy play. Okay. We're building up generational wealth in an attempt to, you know, impact future generations. And that's why it's so important to us. Jake, do you mind if I go back to the owning versus renting home analogy real quick? Found it. For me, I struggled, you know, buying my home because I understood, wow, in the short term, I'm gonna have to replace the air conditioner. The pool back there, I got to get the pool pump going on. I got to do the roof. The roof is 40 G's. And that's short-term mentality because I'm going to take a hit in year one, year two, year three. Renting a home, probably paid four grand a month down here, done. But at the end of the year, it's 50 grand. That's poof, it's gone forever. If I replace these, these assets in the home, I'm going to continue to own the home. And it really comes down to everybody. Check your short-term mindset versus your long-term mindset. In the short term, probably makes absolutely no sense to buy a home in the very short term. It makes no sense because you're taking a risk. You don't know where the market's going to go. You don't know how much There's of so your many money- more things to value to weigh in that though. Cause it's like time spent with your family, yes. it's safety, security. There's so much more that goes yes. into it that we're not even touching on, but I hear oh, you absolutely. financially. Yeah, yeah, no, what I'm saying yeah, in, the, in, the, in the very short term, it would make, it's the same thing with whole life in the very short term. It makes no financial sense, yeah. but we are hundred year real estate investors. We're not looking for today or tomorrow or next year. We are looking decades out. And that may be the hard challenge. That's why, you know, when people retire, only about 4% of people who retire are wealthy or financially stable, don't need social security. What are the other 96% doing? They're probably buying term and they're probably renting. They don't have that stability. So for me, when you're buying a home, let me give you a couple of tips when you're out there and you're looking to buy a home. Don't think of the short-term pain. Don't think of all the things you need to replace. If you're going to be in that home for five, six, 10, 15 years, building those memories with your family, then it's worth the rent. But if you're there and you're like, you know what? I need a place to live. I'm going to take a short-term decision and I may be out in two years. There's going to be an amount, an inordinate amount of risk on there because you never want to time the market. Go back and listen to our podcast that we did with Dr. Peter Lineman. He talks about investing in decades. You can't, we're not here to time the market. You never know what's going to happen with the market. If you're trying to buy, buy low and you know sell high, that is very difficult to do. So when you're buying a home, Think about you're buying an asset. You're going to enjoy the asset. Like Jake said, it's pride of ownership. You're going to get equity principal pay down. You're paying down the mortgage. So as the house appreciates, your mortgage gets a lot smaller and smaller and smaller. Let's talk about that as well. The power of that. There are so many benefits to it, but it has to be fit your financial model. I think the most important thing that I took away from this conversation today is that you can do what Gino does who is in the top 1% of you know, net worth, whatever you want to say in, in the country, in the world, 
or you can have a short-term instant gratification mindset. And that's really what we're talking about. This is a mm -hmm. mindset play. It's instant gratification versus long-term sound personal financial engineering. And I think it's as simple as that. Hey, hey, hit me with the B, baby. I got the B here. Hit me up, everybody. GinoJakeEngineer.com. I will send you a PDF copy. There's so many golden nuggets in here. And, you know, the story of Noah, he starts out as a W-2 and he transforms himself into a business owner with multiple streams of revenue. A lot of learning lessons in here. You know, if Noah had some whole life over here, he could use his whole life to buy a couple of, of apartments, but he didn't know. He was a W-2. He was and, doing whatever else of, did. Stay out of busters, right? Yes. <laughs> no 401k for Noah. Noah didn't have Good. a 401k. He had to blow the 401k up, have control of your money. Jake, where can they get more information on the 100 year? Uh, 100 year, 100 year.com. Best website we own. Simple. We keep it simple. <laughs> Gino, thanks for your time today. Love it, Jake. Take care, everybody.